Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I am Nate Jones. And I'm Christoph Newman. Each week, we discuss a software design problem and how we might solve it using functional principles and the Clojure programming language. So Christoph, what's on tap for this week? Well, this week, I thought we would not talk about tic-tac-toe. Ooh. Since we've talked about tic-tac-toe, I don't know, how many weeks has it been? Uh, about 100. Yeah, yeah, it was the endless tic-tac-toe game. But that's fine. So this week, instead, I've been thinking about Twitter. Ooh. I've been thinking about Twitter. I I would love... So you might you might know this, but I really love using the Clojure programming language. And I like to know what's going on in Clojure land. And it's it's fun to go check out the Clojure hashtag on Twitter and see what's going on. And I thought, well, since I live my life in the terminal for the most part, what I want is I want a little terminal client that is going to spit out the Clojure tweet stream in my terminal so I can see what's going on. And of course, you know, I could probably find some open source thing that would do this for me, but that's not what this podcast is all about. No, no. We like reinventing things. Yes. Let's let's reinvent things for science or oh wait, for learning. Yes, for learning. And so I thought it'd be really fun to to try to see if I could do this. Cool. What do you think, Nate? Cool. Yeah, I no, I think that's a great that's actually one of the best ways that I found of of kind of keeping a tap on what's going on in the closure verse is to, you know, follow it in my, on, on my phone. Um, but I do like the idea of putting it out in the terminal. Uh, it definitely keeps it a little more, uh, traceable like we talked about last time. It's just the, just the right. a, a, a minimal functioning app. Uh, we don't have to make an, a UI or anything for it, at least not yet. We can well, the terminal is better. the UI, right? Yes. The terminal based UI. It's the best UI out there, in my opinion. Yes. And, and we don't have to do in curses or anything like that. We'll, we'll just print it out. So the tweet comes in and boom, there it is in the terminal. Because we all know we need more distractions <laughs> on our screen. Yes, totally. So so I did a little bit of digging because I it's like, does Twitter have an API? You know, I mean, if Twitter doesn't have an API, I, oh boy, that this is a whole nother podcast episode on scraping, right? So, right. so I don't want to go down that road. I feel like uh, if Twitter doesn't have, Twitter is one of the premier web 2.0 properties. So if it doesn't have an API, then I'm pretty sure the internet is broken. <laughs> right. Some people would say Twitter is the pipeline of the internet. <laughs> yes, that is also a different episode for a different topic. Okay, so... So what we want is we want the tweet to show up when it gets tweeted out, right? And right. so, or, or, or I at mean, least it would, as close as possible. Um, it would be great if there was like a, a, a web socket, a socket that we could connect to. Do you know? Do you know of a, a web socket API for Twitter? Does Twitter make one? Um, you know, I, I I actually was looking into Twitter a little bit ago, and um, and they do have a web socket one. But it has the the big e word next to it, enterprise. And oh, so, uh, I'm pretty sure that you have to pay um, some non-zero amount of money, and so that that stopped my exploration on the WebSocket side. Uh, see, I thought you meant expensive when you said the big e word. What, what, is but there a I difference? Guess, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Well, PubSub. Do do they have PubSub? That's very open sourcey sometimes. I know Twitch. We've done work with Twitch, and they have PubSub. Now, PubSub is a great way of keeping the 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 data. You only get data when you when you when you need it. Um, but no, alas, Twitter does not have a PubSub 
as well. Okay. I think there's some wrappers that like will will either do the WebSocket or the API that can translate it into a PubSub. Um, but 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 we're interested. Right. In, we're interested in data from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah, if we wanted somebody else to solve this problem, then we wouldn't be doing this episode, I guess, right? Like, or the podcast at all, right? <laughs> right, or the podcast at all. Okay, so so where does that leave us? That leaves us, I guess, with our, our classic poll strategy, right? Our polling strategy. Yeah. So we're going to yeah. just... So I know they have a JSON endpoint that we can use for searching. So we can just pass it. That our search could be hashtag closure. Yeah. It's going to give us... It's going to give us some data back. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure it just gives us like the most recent, you know, 10 or 20 tweets. I forget how much. Um, I'm sure there's there's documentation out there somewhere that we can find and figure <laughs> out uh, just how many tweets we get. Um, okay, the, okay. The problem so, is if we do polling, we're going to get, I mean, we're going to we're gonna get, you know, if we poll and then we five seconds later poll, I doubt there's been a, t- a tweet in that five seconds, or maybe there's been one. It's not that oh. busy of a hashtag. Um, yeah, it's a high, high, high right. signal to noise, noise ratio, thankfully. Uh, so we're going to get a lot of duplicates. So so w- how would we handle that? Uh, oh, right. Yeah, because every time we call, it's going to give us a search, and there's going to be a bunch of th- things in that list. Yeah, so I, I took a quick look at the, at the, the data you know, while you were talking. And uh, I I realized like, oh, so it's this big JSON map that we get back. And they, they have this list of tweets under the statuses key, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so if we run that search over and over again, we're going to get the same results over and over again, like you said. So so we need to figure out how to get, like, how do we dedupe, right? So, right. so we're going to like run a search, remember what was in the search, yeah, I'm and then we're going to sure run just, a search again, and we're going to compare to the last one. Yeah, like you know, use if each tweet has an ID, we can just keep a, a, a like a core cache. Um, we've used core cache to great effect. We could just have a, a core cache instance that basically keeps a list of all the recent tweets. And if we we can filter through, if it's not in that list, then hey, we got a new one. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. So we have core cache, and we use like some kind of TTL like time to live and it's like okay if we if we've seen this id so we so so we shove it in a core cache right and then if we've seen this id recently then okay let's not print it out right yeah, so yeah. we're going to iterate through that list and then we're going to look in core cache for each id and go have i seen it or not yeah and the, then if the we wonderful thing it, about core cache is that it just ends up being it's a map interface or it's just it's it's the same interface as you're used to dealing with with regular closure data structures. So you don't have to like call a special API. You could just say, you know, is it in there? Oh, right. You can just use get, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so then we're going to have a loop. So this is back to what we were doing before with like our game loop with tic-tac-toe, right? We're going to have a loop and just, we can just do this in main because this is going to be super simple, right? Yeah, so we're I guess have a no, loop. no need to have a separate thread. I mean, this is just we're, this is the one thing that, that this program does. It just grabs the tweets and, pr- and prints them out. Right, right. Main is a thread, so <laughs> so we'll just dump it, dump it in main. That should, should be on a t-shirt. Right, and then that loop will recur, passing the core cache pointer. Right, so that that way we always have the latest, and so we can just thread sleep to take a break. Right, like we just want to check. I don't know. What once a second? You think? I mean, can can you live without knowing about the latest closure tweet for uh, how long? 
10 seconds 15 seconds it's 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 hard i i I refresh a lot on my phone so and now my phone tells me how many times i do it so uh, it's probably (laughs) a lot um but some number of seconds yeah let's let's just say you know one once every 15 seconds it's going to reach out so we thread sleep for like 15 seconds this thing loop recurs and then and then we we make this call oh wait wait how do we make this call like like it's a json api right yeah, and before we get to that, I want to want to quite quick just quickly like loop back a little bit. <laughs> loop. Okay. Is that the core cache instance in in this case is effectively the state of the application. We could make oh, it a more nested yeah. map, but as, all we need right now is that core cache. And so, just like we had our our, our state that we were iterating with back in Tic Tac Toe Land, um, the game that must not, must not be named. Um, we, oh, we can name this, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about what you name it. Yes, um, but that 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 serves the function or serves the the placeholder for state. So right now, all we all we need is that, but maybe we'll need more in the future. Right. So we could make a state map that we're re- recurring with, and and have cache be like a key, and then bury our core cache reference under that if we wanted to. But but since we don't really need more than the core cache reference, we'll just make that its own thing and recur with that. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So we want to make an API call. So we're going to have to do that over HTTP. So I know you and I tend to reach for ALEF as our go-to HTTP library. Yeah, totally. Um, it, it, it provides a, a, a client interface, and, and it's just really straightforward to use. But it also, uh, it also is based on the, uh, what's it called, manifold. Where it's 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 got a system where it can actually defer. You, it's a it's almost like a promise that right. you get back from it. So it's it's much more than just block on on a web socket or on a web request. Right. The underlying Netty system, you know, we like the properties of that. We like the deferreds. So everything's a promise by default. I mean, we could we could use something else that wraps in a promise. I don't know. We're we just like it. So so we're gonna. We're going to make an HTTP call, so, so we're going to take the Twitter API URL, basically the URL for the search endpoint, and then we need to pass it some parameters. We need to pass it the actual search itself. That would be important. I, if we want to search, we should actually search, yes. Yeah, and so how do, how do we send it? Oh, we, we post JSON, it looks like. Okay. Is that is that I, how we do it, or do I, we do I think, I think query actually, line parameters? Yeah, I think it's an encoded. It's like a form post essentially. Oh yeah, Good old yeah. It's a form, form post. post. Yeah, it's a form post. Okay, so you know details left as an exercise to the listener, but we're going to form post the parameters. We're going to send it to search. It's going to give us JSON back. No, it's not. It's not. It's going to give us. It give? It's going to give us an auth error back. <laughs> oh. Oh yes, this is, yes, this we have is to authenticate. An important step in any API exploration is your first 401 uh, <laughs> response. That way, right. you know that you, you you poked the right thing. It just it swatted your hand on the way back. Right. So okay. So how, so, do we all, how, how does it? Yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's see. I got the docs open. It looks like it uses OAuth. Oh, OAuth. OAuth two. Okay. Yeah. So so clicking through. Okay, so we're going to have to post our credentials that we got from our signing up as a Twitter developer. We got to post that to the OAuth endpoint, and then it's going to give us an access token. 
And then we have to remember that access token. And then we have to set a bearer header on mm. our API calls so that we can send that so, so that we're authenticated. Mm. That's what we got to do. Yes. Sounds like we need some place to store this bit of data that we got. So we, we, oh, need, we, need, right. we, need, we need more state. This is adding more to the state. We finally need to make a map and grow up and be a real state. Right. Yeah. So it's going to grow up into a, a larger state. So we make a map. We, we just, we'll just put token in there. So we have the cache key and the token key. And, yep. you know, okay. So I was thinking about this. We should wrap all this stuff off in its own namespace, right? Because now, now, we, now we're not just calling one URL, like just an ALF call with one URL. So let's make a, a Twitter wrapper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, totally. It, because then it, it, it takes all the concerns around actually making the call. And even, we could even wrap in the, the making the auth, recall, auth call all into a separate set of functions. And then what I guess what, it, what we could have it basically give us back uh, something. It, it's a handle of sorts. You know, it's like a, it's a, it's a thing we can use to, to make future calls, but we don't really need to know what's inside of it. Right, right. There's, there's two stages here, right? So we need to go through the, uh, the greeting stage, the hello, Twitter, remember me? Uh, please, please allow <laughs> yes. me through the door, right? The welcoming stage, the OAuth stage. And then, and then once we have permission to enter, then we ha- we, we're given our little ID card. And then we can use that to, I don't know, go get drinks from the open bar or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think you can just basically do whatever. Uh, I think there's there's two levels, so we we're not we're not we're not trying to do any any mutation of Twitter. Twitter's an enormous um, enormous immutable data structure. We're not going to try to mutate it. We all we want to do is search. So we don't we don't need to do right too too deep of an auth, but we do need to do okay. something. So there's this bouncer named OAuth. And he's going to give us a band, but he wants to see our, he, he's going to card us first, right? And then after he cards us, he gives us our, our band. And then we can take that band and, and go around the venue and like, you know, play the video games and, and get drinks from the open bar, what, whatever it is, right? So, so we have these two steps. So we're going to call the OAuth. So we're going to write a function. So let's write a function that just makes like the HTTP call to the Twitter URL and like for, for the simplicity we'll just hard code the Twitter URL endpoint, right? Cause like really, when, when is that gonna change? I mean, we're, right. we're coders here. We'll just open it up, we'll edit the URL. So then we'll write a function that knows how to make a HTTP call using ALF to Twitter. Let's just let the exceptions fly, right? That's like somebody else's problem if it went wrong. So we'll, we'll let's call that like the, I don't know, the fetch function. Yeah, I, and I think, I think we can even have Speaking of that whole try thing, we can we can throw that out at the outer level at the in the big loop. We can have we can have that catch our exceptions at this level. Right. We don't need to know about we d- we actually the exceptions bubbling out is actually a feature. Like exceptions are a good way, at least a, a accepted way of doing error handling. So I think letting them bleed out is what we want. Exceptions are an exceptionally accepted way of handling exceptional circumstances. <laughs> Well, when you put it that way, it's hard to disagree. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry for the programmer humor. If that was a little out of control, so uh, we will let the exceptions bubble out. I, I, with this I, I caught what function. you meant. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 
<laughs> what is happening? Sorry, okay. this is not the pun the pun episode. Let's 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 try to move move past this. <laughs> let's try to uh, get back into the main thread of the podcast of, of control of flow. Yes. <laughs> okay, so we have a function called fetch that that all it's, it all it does. And which URL is it? Because there's a URL for the OAuth handshake, and there's an, a URL for the search hand the search endpoint. So you gotta you gotta have two different fetch functions, right? One for each URL? Yeah, so, well, no, you just have a function that knows, like, it's it's the talk, it's the use HTTP function, right? And so we just pass it the, the little bit of data that represents the request we want to do. So, okay. so, so that we would, pass that would it include the URL, the URL and parameters. And and then that function knows, oh, I, I know how to what to do with these parameters. I need to form encode them. And then I need to post them, like HTTP verb post them to, you know, the URL you gave me. Um, I don't have the URL right in front of me for the OAuth. I closed that tab, but I don't know if it has a common basis with the other ones, you know, but but if it did, you could just pass like the path fragment instead of the whole thing. Otherwise, you just pass the whole thing. Yeah, right, I, think, for I think we'll just assume that it's it, that, it's that way. Sure. And, and, and be sure. fixed so it then, later. Yeah, so then we write a function called authenticate that calls the fetch function and passes is the right URL and then the right bits of data that came in as parameters for authenticate. And then we're going to have a function called like search, right? And it's going to, so the search function basically accepts the, the thing you want to search for, right? A string you want to search for. And the authenticate, well, that's going to have to accept the, like the developer credentials. Um, the, the, which, the authenticate function will need that. And then it'll need right. to hand back a structure that includes the bear, the token, the bearer token, and then right that that would be the, the the structure that we hand to as you know as like the first arg. That would be the, essentially that's the handle. That's all you need to know to make re- make requests. You need right. you need that, and then everything else is about the actual request itself, like the 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 path and the and the the parameters and stuff. So once you have that handle, then you know the 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 search search Twitter function takes the handle, and then the search term. Right. So we have this namespace Twitter. We have this fetch function that kind of does the mechanics of the HTTP part. And then we have these uh, wrapper functions that are basically we make one verb for each endpoint piece we want to use. So we have the authenticate one. And it's going to take the credentials and return the bearer and use the fetch to get work done. And then we have the handle one, not handle, search one that's going to take uh, the handle, like take the bear token. Right. It, it knows the URL, so it doesn't have, you don't have to pass that. Right. So there's like the, the outside um, uh, API specification, which is like, you know, here's the handle and here's what I want to search for. And inside what that does, it takes that information and it translates it into the, the format that is needed by the fetch function. Right. So the authenticate basically gives us this handle. And then this handle has the state, right, that, that lets us communicate. It's, it's our armband, right, that right. the bouncer gave us. And so now all these endpoints that we wrap, they take this handle that encapsulates the state that we got from the endpoint. And yeah, this is a nice pattern that we've, we've ended up with a number of times in the things you and I have worked on. Yeah, and I, I, think, I think one interesting thing is when you start thinking about immutable data and transformations as closure does kind of tend to push you toward you try to look for any little bit of logic 
that is pure and you and you try to move it into its own function because because then it's testable. So the example here would be the the function search takes in a parameter which is pound closure. It's what you want to search for. And it translates that into a request structure, something that the fetch function needs. And so the transmission or the trans translation between those functional parameter those function parameters and that data structure is a pure transform. And so you can actually extract that little bit of, of logic out and make it its own function. And then then you have a, then you have something you can test. You can basically say, hey, what happens when I hand it no, no handle. What happens when I hand it a you know the search string that's too long, or what happens when? Oh yeah, yeah. So so what I think I hear you saying is let's have a request, like a request object or a request map, request data, and so we're gonna we're gonna have a function that its sole job is to take the per, like the arguments that a search request can take, and it's gonna spit out. A, a wrapper request object. And then that wrapper request object is what gets passed over to fetch. And, yeah. and that's the part that's mutative. It does IO, it has side effects, right? Yeah. Whereas now we have this pure thing. So now we can unit test the heck out of our making search requests, right? Because we have this pure function that can take the parameters we care about and turn them into the magical structures or whatever that that twitch cares about not twitch did i say twitch i mean twitter <laughs> twitter yes twitter twitch you know internet thing and uh <laughs> it's all the same if you squint hard enough <laughs> internet thing that starts with t-w-i <laughs> t t t-w-i-t oh okay anyway so we could t- yeah you can unit test the heck out of that 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 makes a lot of sense and so then that fetch thing so for convenience, you could have a function that basically combines the pure step of going from our internal parameters to the form that Twitter wants, yeah, and then and then it threads it into the, the fetch, the fetch function, right? And and right. and in the end, you know, it's like how do we test the fetch function? Well, the fetch function, if it's done correctly, is really all about taking the bits of that request map and handing them to Alef. Well, so and the more the more that. they look like what Aleph needs, the, right. the more testable it is, right? right? So it's really like the request structure is gonna. It's almost gonna be almost exactly what Aleph needs, right? right? So you and you make end, that as thin as possible. So does Aleph work or not? Right. Right. The point the point of testing this code is not to test to see if Aleph works or to see if Twitter Twitter works. We 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 trust that they work. If they don't work, then we have bigger problems. The logic we wrote is in the translation function, so that's why we test it. Right, right. So so then we basically have these request maker functions. We have this request resolver function. And then we can have these wrapper functions that basically all it does is this really thin stitching together the request making with a request resolver. And so that's, that's kind of where it needs the handle, right? Because the handle is going to have the credential. Basically, we have this thing called a handle and it's just a map with a bearer key. And it might get more interesting in the future. I think we're going to have to continue solving this problem more in the future because um, we it, boy, there's a lot of stuff here, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it really, it, 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 I think it expanded to bigger than I thought it was going to be. Right. And all we wanted to do is just like get some tweets and print them out, right? That's all we wanted to do. That's just it. 
<laughs> and so, so our hero, the Twitch rapper, is poised and ready to fetch data on our behalf and print it out. Yeah. What so, will happen next? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think I think we. Well, it's been a, again as as always a fun conversation. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you can find our show notes and past episodes on the web at closuredesign.club. And you can also find us on Twitter uh, at Closure Design. <laughs> Imagine that. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, we would love to hear from you also via email. You can email us at feedback at closuredesign.club. Tweet us your questions. Email us your questions. Send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. It's always great to hear from you. Yep. All right. We'll be back next week. Until then, keep a handle on your APIs. Thank you.